0: And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. You're listening to History Makers, and today we're speaking to Justin Ku, otherwise known as That Christian Vlogger. How are you, mate? Hey, Justin. Hey,
2: guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. No worries. Thanks for joining us all the way over there from the States.
1: Mhm. Absolutely.
2: So, Justin, I have to first apologize. So we had this video, and I used one of your videos, Five Facts About really weird facts about heaven to springboard to get some callers on our show. And I happened to pick out um, the one about, are we going to eat meat in heaven? And the way that I recorded it and the way I said it, which I didn't realize, sounded that I was actually dissing your videos. But really, I love your videos on YouTube. So firstly, I am so sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No worries. It's all good. You know, when I saw that you guys were talking about the video, I took it as 100% of a win. I was like, hey, this. This is great. That's why I make the videos, so that we get people talking, and so I loved it.
2: Yeah. So, what kind of um, videos do you like to do? Because I see that you've got ones that really trying to provoke a reaction. What kind of uh, reactions do you get? And um, yeah, tell us about your videos.
1: Yeah, for sure. At, at the core, of my channel is discussions about the Bible and Christianity and faith and everything else like that. And so, uh, I like to talk about the subjects that most of the times you won't hear from you know a sermon on the weekend or something like that and so the ones that I get a lot of flack for a lot of kind of uh, negative responses and we could talk about that later uh, are usually when it's on controversial subjects whether that's women in ministry or homosexuality or you know politics and things along those lines but I feel that these are real important conversations to have and if we as a church tend to not have these conversations then then how, how are we able to kind of influence those conversations for positive. So I try and do that. A lot of times it's questions and answers, just giving advice and just my general thoughts on on Christianity.
2: Yeah, and I see one. Uh, you're recently in, in Haiti. So do you do a bit of mission work?
1: Yeah, actually, it's really cool. My wife and I this year are trying to do a lot more mission work. Um, we are traveling around the world, uh, highlighting stories of how God is working in the lives of people in, in every way, shape and form. And so, yeah, we just got back from Haiti last week. Spent about a week there, and it was a great experience, really grateful to be able to, to see the uh, see the local economy, see what the people are doing, and just to really get a sense of their spirit and their determination uh, really left that, uh, that place very inspired. Awesome.
0: Mate, we love your work, and uh, it's so good to see you reaching so many people online. Let's find out a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised?
1: Yeah, I was born and raised in Southern California, uh, just not too far away from Los Angeles, or from uh, Hollywood, actually, in a little place called Glendale.
0: Cool. Oh. And what about your faith journey? Were you raised in a religious household? Uh,
1: yes and no. I mean, my family has a long lineage of Christians. I think my, uh, my great-grandfather was a pastor in the Philippines. And on my, uh, the other side of my family, uh, they were actually orphans. They were kind of homeless, and some Christian missionaries took them in and kind of helped them get back up on their feet. And so uh, Christianity goes back at least several generations. But, uh, you know, as it tends to be the case, it wasn't something that was personal for me until about the age of 17 or 18 or so.
0: And tell us what happened then. Yeah, I was
1: I was going through uh, high school, just trying to figure out life, trying to figure out purpose and direction and cause and all these different kinds of things that we, we tend to think about around that time. And uh, I had a friend who invited me to a Bible study, and uh, I started going week after week after week. And long story short, my life was changing. And for the first time, I kind of had a, a reason to wake up every morning and something to throw my, my full energies behind. And so... For me, it was really an eye-opening experience where I thought that life was you clock in, you clock out, you live and you work and you do your nine to five, and you maybe get to enjoy yourself on the weekends here and there. Uh, But for me, what stood out a lot was, hey, you know what? That doesn't have to be my existence. I can live and enjoy life every single day. And I found that when I was doing that for Christ, that it made all the difference.
2: Mm. And where have you seen God been working in your life since then?
1: In a lot of different ways you know largely through the youtube channel now because that's where i've been putting a lot of my energies and attention towards mm-hmm. so i i make videos and i put them online and for whatever reason people like to listen and engage with them and it's really really exciting um one of the cool stories that's come up from my channel is i've actually been able to have a dialogue with a guy on youtube who goes who considers himself to be called the raging atheist he has his own youtube channel there and <laughs> uh, a few months ago, I found his channel, and uh, lo and behold, there was my face in a thumbnail on one of his videos. And uh, so I listened to the video, and he had a, a relatively colorful, uh, you know, description of my channel and kind of attacking some of the things that I was talking about. Uh, but rather than get offended, I was just like, hey, thanks so much for engaging with the content. I really appreciate, with it. You know, appreciate what you were talking about, and and, and just really just tried to, to, to befriend it. And I said, hey, if you're ever in the portland area let me know we'll grab a cup of coffee together or something i'd love to talk with you more wow and that started like a back and forth relationship and it's been really really cool and it's been cool to see his kind of uh demeanor slowly change over the last you know dozen or so of his videos he's still the raging atheist he still uh, you know makes videos attacking people of faith but when he talks about my channel in particular there's a lot more sensitivity to that and it's kind of cool wow. because in one of his videos, uh, a, a fellow atheist commented and started attacking me and you know all these different kinds of things, and uh, the raging atheist, he actually came to my defense and defended me and said, hey, listen, like you don't understand what Justin's trying to do. I'm a good friend of his, and I, I really appreciate what he's doing. And so I see the tone of attacking Christianity, to now, in his videos, we're sharing common ground, or we're actually saying very similar things coming from different sides of the spectrum. So it's pretty cool to see that.
0: I love the fact that you've got so many subscribers at your YouTube channel and uh, you've got a whole bunch of clips that have really gone massive. Uh, I see uh, the the more controversial they are, the probably more they'll reach. I see one of them there uh, has reached 132,000. Should Christians kiss before marriage on Christian dating? And uh, why many Christian girls remain single. They're, they're both up to about 130,000 views each. Uh, those two must have been two of the biggest ones you've done, are they? Or?
1: Yeah, I think so. It just seems that my my audience on YouTube is very very young. Most of them are single. I just did a poll this morning to see how what percentage of them are single. It's like 80 percent of them are single. Mm-hmm. So you know they they want to know about how do I what does it look like to be a faithful Christian in all aspects of my life. In you know how I'm studying the Bible, praying, and doing mission work, sure. But down to the nitty-gritty, down to my day-to-day thing, what does it look like played out in my relationships?
0: Yeah, mm. so good. And uh, tell us how you go about making a video. What's the technically? What do you do?
1: Um, a lot of times, uh, I try to make the the videos fairly open-ended, so people from all perspectives can come and agree slash disagree, and that's part of the culture. Um, whether it's a a controversial subject or not. So I want discussions to start. I I don't necessarily care too much that I force you to believe what I believe, or if you don't believe what I believe, then you're you're not welcome. I just want discussions to be made. So I'm trying Mm -hmm. to find subjects that people want to talk about, subjects that are relevant, that actually matter to people's lives. And then beyond that, it's just spending a couple hours doing some research and, and you know reading up on other blogs, listening to sermons, Obviously, uh, turning my attention towards the scriptures and finding out what does the Bible have to say, and then just trying to present that information in a way that's inviting discussion.
2: Mm, Yeah, and I can see um, there's lots of ones that definitely would have invited some discussion uh, when you spoke. You had a few videos about um, when the whole um, same-sex marriage thing came about, and of course, it was a big thing here Mm -hmm. in Australia. How did you tackle that kind of subject, and what kind of reactions did you get?
1: Oh, man. Well, the reactions are always going to be, you know, very, very mixed. You get people that that understand your heart and where you're coming from. And then you have people that only hear what they want to hear. And that's common Mm -hmm. in most areas of life, I I find. But when it comes to that, you know, I I hold a very traditional view of marriage. I I believe, you know, uh, God has reserved sexuality for a man and a woman in a long-term relationship. We can call it marriage if you like. Um, But I realized that there are not there are people that are out there who disagree with me. And so I actually wanted to invite someone who disagreed with me onto the channel. And I met a guy named Matthias, who's based out of Seattle. And we had a five part conversation. Here's Matthias, someone who disagrees with me on human sexuality. He actually identifies as gay and is, a, in his perspective, a very faithful and, uh, you know, God-honoring Christian. And he believes in the v- validity of the Scriptures and everything. And so we just had a discussion about what that looks like and some of the, the ways that we as Christians, even if we disagree, how can we go about doing things better?
0: Well, I love the that? fact that you are reaching the next generation because the reality is, uh, you know, Christians under the age of 30 uh, often won't engage much with the Bible, won't uh, engage much with controversial topics with regards to Christianity, and they'll listen to a lot of the secular media and uh, really not have a, a biblical worldview on many things. And uh, I just want to encourage you, mate, because we need young guys like you uh, who are, you know, getting online and teaching God's Word. Uh, are you finding that you're getting a lot of young people uh, that are actually, you know, starting their journey of faith? Have you had many people come to Christ through your channel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's encouraging. I get emails and messages uh, every single week of people who are being impacted by the channel, and it's really cool to see that. You know, people oftentimes will write, hey, you know, I'm I'm so excited to find this because I just became a Christian, or I've been thinking about giving my life to Jesus, and this has been really encouraging for me to hear your story and your thoughts and things like that. Um, It's really cool. One of of the main reasons why I created this channel actually was because formerly I was teaching at a school in Philadelphia, and uh, I had a student who literally became a a, a Christian because of someone else's YouTube channel. He was raised in a a not-too-particularly-religious house or faith-based house, and uh, yet he stumbled across some Christian YouTuber somewhere across the country. And mm-hmm. I actually had the privilege, after getting to know him and discipling him a little bit more, I had the privilege of baptizing him. And so I know for a fact lives have been changed by uh, YouTube ministries, and, and, I, and I believe by faith that they continue to, to, to be changed.
2: Yeah, and this is the world that we're living in, so it's important that we get involved in all aspects of ministry, and it's so cool that YouTube has become a ministry in, in, on some channels.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy, but it seems to be working.
2: Yeah. So who's your favorite YouTubers? Do you like Gerriton?
1: Oh, I absolutely love Gerriton. When I, when I started looking for YouTubers, he was actually the first Christian YouTuber I found.
2: Wow. So he was doing it before you started?
1: He was doing it before, and he was part of the inspiration process. I was like, man, he's doing some pretty cool stuff. I'd love to be able to try and uh, mimic some of that as well. So I've really enjoyed his channel. A ton. And I'd love to give a shout out to another friend of mine who's based out of the UK who runs a ministry called Set Sail, and he has a band called Rivers and Robots, really interesting names. Rivers uh, and Robots. He runs a channel. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of music and a lot of inspiration for creative individuals, and I think they're doing a great job as well.
0: And I've been doing a bit of uh, Facebook stalking and uh, looked at our mutual friends, and there's a guy who I saw speak in Australia called Nils Smith who works for Dunham Co, and uh, he actually, yeah. he actually uh, taught at a Christian media conference about how as Christians in media, it's great to have radio, it's great to have TV, but we've got to be using social media, we've got to be using YouTube, we've got to be creative online. Uh, and uh, John Wimber, one of my favourite preachers, says you've got to throw the nets where the fish are. So if you want to reach people, you've got to work out where the fish are, and and Gee. they're all online, literally online. Uh, so that's that's uh, so. So Niels is some, is someone that's really inspired me to be more creative in outreaching uh, uh, with uh, with social media. You know, there might be people listening now that think, you know, what I've never really evangelised online, I've never really interacted with people with my faith online. Just speak to those listeners right now. Why should they step out and reach the world online right now?
1: Yeah, I think that we there's a, a massive opportunity to, to impact people in the digital space. You think about like how often people go to church. Let's just talk about regular church attendees, right? You know, you go to church every single weekend. Actually, with re, uh, rewind a little bit. Regular church attendance is defined as somewhere in the realm of maybe two times a month. So that means that you're spending on average two hours out of an entire month on, you know, on spiritual content. Now, let's imagine you could uh, infiltrate like the social media space. People are spending on average at least four hours a day on social media. So you just compare the sheer amount of hours that there are where people are, are, are spending time on social media. Why wouldn't we want to have content there? Why wouldn't we want to be able to engage in spiritual uh, discussions there and to be able to to build relationships there? And so the way I look at it is, like, you could look in a given week and just have your one hour of church, or you could realize that there's 167 other hours in a given week in which you can continue to, to impact people's lives for the kingdom. And so I think social media is a great way to do that, because you can reach people while they're commuting to work or they're on break from their classes or they're just running errands or, you know, quite honestly, they might be doing some other more personal things. Like I remember doing a live stream once asking my audience, what are they doing at this exact second? And someone confessed, I'm actually
0: using the restroom right now. <laughs> so
1: you're, you're able to impact people where they are, and it's so cool to be able to do that. That's, That's so, so good.
0: funny. Well, it's wonderful to catch up with you, and if people want to find out more uh, on YouTube, you're called That Christian Vlogger. Uh, you're also on Facebook as That Christian Vlogger. Uh, what What are the other main areas that people can search for? You've got a website too, thatchristianvlogger.com, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you just look at Christian Vlogger, you'll be able to find me. Uh, I try to answer all the messages, all the emails that I receive. So I'd love to chat with any of your listeners uh, if they have any questions.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Justin. It's been so great to catch up with you and to apologize. I really thought that you, I was so worried that I'd offended you because I honestly love your channel and I love what you're doing.
1: That's very kind. And don't worry, I wasn't offended in the least. Thank you very much for having me.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Mike. God God bless.
2: God bless.